and what we are. And then it's so weird. We have programs to try to have a spiritual condition when we are a spiritual condition. It just blows my mind, really. So knowing it or not, in a weird way, when you try to become spiritual, it's reinforcing the idea that you're not. Obviously, yeah? In a dualistic expression, like they say in The Course in Miracles, if you're not knowledgeable of The Course in Miracles, uh, it was sort of like a download in the 70s through some woman. But in there, they basically say, uh, you know, firm in faith in this something else. And I like to say that your head has made to be you. You're in the act of denial of what you are. Yeah, this is the duality of it all. So, you know, a lot of times what you're moving towards is really uh, the expression of moving away from something. Yeah, so uh, we're trying to deflate something and those attempts to deflate it are inflating it. Yeah, we're breathing life into a, an imagined condition and giving it the effects of being real. And do you believe truly that you are only and started and are a physical condition? That this whole production would be presented for just an 80 year run? No. Or are you maybe possibly something or nothing before you're born and you'll be that nothing during your birth and, and your life and you'll be that nothing after? Which is you? that which comes or goes, or that which is always here. I mean, I think it's more, my humble opinion, what the program does is diminish a mental condition that we've inflated with a lot of interest and attention because it's presented as if it's us, yeah? And it talks about all these other topics, referring the topics a meaning to us yeah and it just keeps on keeping on the more you blow the intention and attention and interest in the bigger and more widespread it gets to the point where a lot of us believe we're out of a moment yeah and so believing that we try to get into the moment when we are the moment yeah are you sure you're your world starts is there before you wake up. And even if, even if it is, what engages everything is you. Yeah, your awakeness is the, your existence is the, the ignition key to everything. Yeah. And if it's correct uh, observation that you and I give everything all the meaning it has, that's a pretty comprehensive role we have, yeah? Because everything is pretty comprehensive and all is a pretty comprehensive word. So it, it basically tags us as the dreaming of this place, yeah? And I had this a little trouble. Somebody came up to me the other night in New Jersey and I wanna be clear, when I'm talking about the parasite, it isn't alcohol or drugs. It's a parasitical mental movement, yeah? It's not a parasite. It, it behaves as a parasite, but you can't take a picture of it. You can't scan it. Yeah, you won't see it in an x-ray. 
you'll see its effects greatly, but you won't see it. So it's not a physical parasite that's in alcohol or drugs, just to be clear. It's a parasitical movement. So in a way you're possessed uh, unsuspectedly, yeah? And it's constant trance setting. We think it's talking about us to us as us, yeah? And every radio station that broadcasts has to go through that broadcast. So it neuters a lot of messages, yeah? And it turns it into a completely different understanding than the message was presented as. Completely different, yeah? That could be seen as a problem, but there's valuable in seeing that. There's great value that you give everything all the meaning it has, yeah? You never met a thing other than the meaning you gave it, really. Yeah. You've never heard a message other, other than the meaning you gave it. So I humbly believe we got a broadcast. There is a solution, really, because uh, I feel many of us right now, I have memories really tactile, physical ones and emotional ones of living under the tyranny. I am not living under that tyranny today. Yeah. Now, I believe what afforded many, many days of living as if the problem doesn't exist is I don't see it as existing as me. I just don't. Yeah. So I feel how it really stabilizes, not the experience the problem doesn't exist for you. That can come and go, but there'll be a whole lot more of that experience if the problem doesn't exist as you. And this is what we're trying to point out here very clearly. Yeah. And I know everyone has their own meaning, but we attempt to put it out very, very clearly. This is not about you getting out of you. It's not about self getting out of self. It's not about a subtle, higher level of recovery. It's about being clear that the mental state we're listening to is in the act of being identified as self. You are not in the act of being identified self. You are in the act of listening to the head and believing the head, yeah? And the head is in the act of being identified as self. There is no volition. There is no you that has chosen to be what has defeated itself. There isn't, yeah? It's an aspect that's run wild yeah, and it's dragging our in interest and attention into the same old, same old every day to the point it makes total sense to get loaded today and deal with the fucking consequences tomorrow because I'm so freaking uncomfortable today. Yeah, yet there's no apparent threat in the house. What, what magic is that? That you can, the experience of where you are and what's happening and the smelling and the hearing and the feeling and the taste can be overridden by the head constantly and replaced with a narrative to, of tomorrow and yesterday. It's just mind boggling. Yeah. You know how some people just gave it all up. They just want, they just want to remind us that you can be in the moment. <laughs> really? They're, they could be expansive masters, but they figured it out by listening to their audience that basically, hey, you know, let's acknowledge we're here now. I mean, like Buddhism 101, you know, we're here now. 
Yeah. And maybe if you had a little bit of an anchor to hear now, you wouldn't be drawn into the little storms of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. And you may see a much sunnier sky and a calmer sea called your life. You'll be traveling lighter through it because you won't be going through all up the made all up the made up tsunamis and fucking storms of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. It may be pretty nice right now today. I'm here in California. It's gorgeous, gorgeous Northern California day. Freaking birds are hopping up and down looking for shit. The dog wants to play ball. Yeah. Flowers that I was hoping would bloom when I was away are blooming in full bloom. Uh, they seem to have waited for me to get home to do that. I love that. And uh, just here I am, just like I was here I am in New Jersey. I mean, the locations can change, but the here I am doesn't. <laughs> you just, you're always here. Always. I don't care how far up the ass itself. Up the ass itself is not in another state that you're not living in. It's here. It's located right where you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I truly believe if you combine the way of life and a clear understanding about what's going on, you can get to a point like right now that the problem right now, I'm not talking about, well, will it be, will it not exist for me when I'm 90? Well, find out when you're 90. But right now, that problem will not exist for you for all intents and purposes. You may have a memory that breathes life into it, but as an active condition, it's not active. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have a lot to do with that? Or did what you do took a lot of you out of it? I would say it's the second one. What you did in the in the working steps and everything took a lot of you out of it. That's the solution. <laughs> we're the big head in the movie theater that we're com complaining about because we can't see the whole film. It's our head. No one's doing it. Yeah, just sit the fuck down and watch the movie. You'll be put to good use. <laughs> but what about? <laughs> but is the beginning of the world to me. I swear to God in language. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm feeling so great. But, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> the, the ass gives birth to something else. Oh, if that that butt disqualifies me from ever feeling this much longer than a minute or two, you know. Remember here in AA, you'd hear the people share they'd feeling so uh, free, but they'd always frame it as, "But I'm still insane. Don't worry. I'm just I'm still as fucked up as I ever was." No, we're not. We're not as fucked up as we were. Yeah, and recovery progresses. This person. It was a beautiful share, beautiful, and she was young, and to see the birth of willingness in her was great, really great. And she was sitting in the front of this one of the last meetings, and she had a child, and three or four, five, four years ago, five years ago, she stopped drinking and using because of that child, yes? 
So she was basically a heavy user at the time because a sufficient enough reason could, could uh, motivate a stopping of getting loaded. So that's for three years, she didn't do this or that. But while those three years of not doing the shit was happening, the problem progressed. And at a three-year part, she went out in spite of her kid, yeah? So the conditions that were sufficient to, to allow her to stop weren't sufficient three years later, yeah? She needed recovery. She needed recovery. She needed... She needed the, the solution to progress as the problem was. And uh, it was great. It was the perfect illustration of the problem progresses. Yeah. It, it was the head was sufficient to say no, and then it wasn't. Even though she wasn't using for those three years, something was developing a condition that was setting her up for the next fall. Yeah. Yeah. So it was wonderful. It was, and then it was wonderful to see people who I first met and I go there like once or twice a year. And then every time I had a feeling they were going to make it. And every time I came back, their life was getting bigger and bigger. It was fantastic. So I saw one of them at the Saturday meeting. I just started crying really because it was so beautiful to watch a life that was really getting choked and suffocated. Yeah into submission, just grow out of that, grow out of it. Yeah. Just shroom, just like break the bonds and just grow out of the pot and grow out of everything. Yeah. There is a solution and I know we're in it and I know it can go on and uh, there's no need to capitulate to the problem. I truly feel. Yeah, I do. So yeah. Hmm. So I'm happy to be back. And uh, do we have a reading? I forgot what happened. Don't, don't we start the meeting some? We don't need a reading, do we? But we can. Who's running the show? Is it Michael S? So the deal is, Paul, Mike was, but then he just got on and said he's at his kid's, um, or he's watching the kid play tennis. Oh, so he oh. hosted me. Great. But... But I, you know, I could read some if you want. No, no, let's just start, open up and see what anybody wants to say or any questions or anything. No, I don't, no, it wouldn't be bad. Why don't we read the promises that come after the ninth step promises? The, the you want to read for, you going to read for us? Why do you want me to? You can, if you like. But what it's, page? I think it starts at 85, right? Let's see. Yeah. The bottom of 84, we cease fighting every anything and, or anyone. Can you read that and then go to the I next? I can. Part? All right. And we cease, we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given, has, has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. Mm. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. 
neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we re react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Wow, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Because many of us feel intimately that description that was put down in what, 19, between 1935 and 39. It's as new as 2023, whatever the date this is, June something, yeah? Something has given us a new attitude towards alcohol. And it doesn't have to just stop there. You're going to have a new attitude towards women, new attitude towards money, new attitude towards a lot of things. Yeah. This growth does just doesn't stop at when it hits the target of ensuring that we're not going to drink today. It grows. Yeah. 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 So, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. That obviously isn't an order, it's an observation, yeah? They, obse they observed as an us that this was happening to many of them. For by this time, sanity will have returned. The sanity that restores us from the insanity that precedes the first drink. So that's the whole target point, really. The whole point is, is, to, is to not start drinking. <laughs> that's the whole point yeah uh for this time sanity will have returned we will seldom be interested in liquor definitely i mean that can happen there's uh, there's thousands of other experiences but they're describing one effect of living this program and being affected by the higher power that infuses the program yeah if tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. It not that it's not as flamboyant as that most of the time, but you just chilled out. You don't care really. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't see even the tiniest solution in drinking. I just don't. It doesn't uh we react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. They're talking about, again, the first this insanity preceding the first drink. But this doesn't just uh, get defined in this. Yeah, it grows. Yeah, where you'll start acting maybe sanely and normally in a lot of more situations. <laughs> There's no stopping us now, so to speak, as we grow. We will see that we, that our new attitude Yes, toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. There's a principle in there. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I think the most is then done when you're not struggling on the operating table. <laughs> I think that's the best time, the best attitude. Uh, it just comes. That is the miracle of it. Yeah, we are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though, yeah, we have, we do feel we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. 
We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. Man, this is a description of a fucking damn good solution. Yeah. This is what you'd wish for, like, if you had an insect infestation, the problem would be removed. <laughs> it does not exist for us. What the hell? That is beautiful. It does not exist for us. And I really believe that can establish if you see it as it does not exist as us. Yeah, please, please. This is really the turning point in all this platform is it does not exist for us, included, not opposite to it does not exist as us. The experience when it does not exist as you is that, the exist, that it does not exist for us, yeah? So that experience becomes more frequent because the basis it's just echoing the basis of the true final solution is by seeing that which has defeated us as not us. Yeah, that's an important part, I feel. That is our experience. That is how we act as long as we keep in fit spirit's condition. And let's guess what? Yeah. Spiritual conditions don't go to gyms. Like a fit would be a body, a fit body. You know, you can tell it's fit because it may look a certain way. It could have cancer inside, but it looks a certain way. They can agile, they jump. It doesn't fit spiritual condition, doesn't have any attributes like that. It's just on, right? It's existence. Existence, let's say, before form or existence that comes through form. But that existence doesn't have a form, yeah? What's allowing us to exist isn't a form inside the form of Kerry. It's not like if you broke Kerry and Paul and Jim, we'd see a form that, that was the same form in all of us. No, I don't believe the spiritual condition is a form-based condition, yeah? So if you believe or you see what you're not, I, I sense you're going to have a feeling that you are a spirit's condition and therefore you're fit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that takes a lot of onus of you because basically in some of these descriptions, you play no importance really. All this should happen without you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the spiritual fitness can happen without you. It probably happens all the time without you, but it would be nice if we were uh, aware of that activity. You could, then you wouldn't feel like, oh, I feel great in one condition, but unbelievably terrible in another. I think it would be allow you to travel lighter through whatever conditions you find the mental, emotional, physical states go through. Yeah, I do. I mean, to go through all the different changes of all our supposed conditions, like emotional, physical, circumstantial, financial, health-wise, wouldn't it be great to have just a reliable one condition that would be there traveling through all the other conditions that come and go, get bigger, better, worse, terrible? Yeah. I, could, I can't see how it wouldn't. 
So if you are what you're looking for, uh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> this, the hunt can be called off. <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't, why not? <laughs> Most of the time, when you deeply are thinking how other people are thinking about you, it's projection, right? Remember that. It's just you thinking about how the people are thinking about you. <laughs> You're not privy to how they're thinking about you. You're just thinking they're thinking just like you would think about you. <laughs> That's like a Cecil B. DeMille epic movie just with one star playing all the roles. <laughs> That's why it doesn't get rave reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah so i hope we see that there is a solution let's not forget that and maybe stay open to the to something defining the word solution to you instead of looking for a solution that's based on your definition but maybe open up to having that definition be uh, revealed to you. And to me, there's only been two solutions in this lifetime, getting struck sober and the way of life and then non-duality. Those two solutions are the ones I've met here. Yeah, I am. And I think in time, it was quite important to meet one before the other. So I met sobriety. And then I was introduced to non-duality. Yeah. It seems to work that way. That was the only feeling, real solutions I feel I've ever run into. Most of the other stuff is, uh, you've got, a, it's sort of like a, you know, a super doll with a lot of accessories. You have to have a lot of conditions in place to feel the solution. It doesn't really travel all terrain but I feel non-duality and recovery travel all terrain. Yeah, so, all right, thank you. And uh, I think we have some uh, questions, Kerry. No, Kaiser, Kaiser, yeah, yeah. Just, just go for it, Kaiser. Hey, Paul, thanks, Kerry. Um, regarding the, the, the reading of the promises and then also kind of linking back into your experience of seeing the Narcan on, on the broken, you know, the, in case of an emergency break glass and use Narcan. Um, what I found with my sponsees, and I, I convey this to my sponsees because I experienced it in my sobriety, was that the promises, when labeled as promises, tend to be like a goal or a target to be serene and to be free. And there's one of our friends, Kurt, and I don't know where he got it from, but he continuously says that it's a description of what it looks like. And in the book, it says it's a description of what it looks like while you're doing the, the night, halfway through the night stuff. And that, yeah, that a prescription, a description. A description rather than a prescription or even a promise. Be, and that was very helpful for me because a lot of the times in my sobriety, I found 
I was trying to be serene when I was upset. And then I'd start to use the 12 steps as a self-help program to try to make me happy and to try to manage and control my life and try to get serenity. And if I wasn't serene, I was doing this wrong. Um, yeah. And then with a non-duality kind of a piece, or in my words, thy will, thy, that, thy will, it's, it's what's happening. It's the, this, thus, so there's that. So thy will, if, if, if I have thy will as the target, and there's not a lot of struggling there, then the serenity can show up and the happiness and, you know, the solution and the position in it shows up as a, as a symptom almost or a side effect of doing thy will. But if I'm trying to get that as a target or a promise, I will end up using my will to try to manage and control and get that happiness. And then that will show me powerlessness and unmanageability. You articulated that, but, um, uh, Kurt kind of highlights that, and I, I find that very, very helpful. And and in an adjunct to that, I'm a driver. And so when I'm on the freeway, sometimes if I see like a vehicle or something that I don't want to get close to, and I look at that, I end up drawing closer to it. And that's what I found in my sobriety as it's unfolded. I don't look back on addiction as to how troubling it was. And I don't look at how I'm flawed and I don't look at all of those, you know, the chemicals and like you put so eloquently a little bit ago, I've lost interest in things that are boring that used to seem exciting. When I do look at those things, I tend to draw them closer. So focusing on trying to not use is much different than focusing on being sober much different. And I think that, you know, what, what is, there's another adage where I may be ahead of the road of some people, but I'm still equidistant to the, to the ditch. And I don't want to look into the ditch because I might drive into the ditch. I, anyway, those are two things that I, I, I don't know if I want to change your articulation to that, but those are two things that were kind of highlighted um, by hearing your share. Great. Well, they'll be highlighted because those are descriptions of how mind's patterns work yeah so let's say the head is living as you and it's playing god and you believe you want to be healthy and then it it controls your fitness plan you tend to get ill yeah or you're walking around and all you're thinking about is your small intestine or something it just and so it actually brings a disease to the hope to get out of disease, yeah? So this is a principle of, let's say, the old employer. And they're nice to know, they're principles. This is how it works, yeah? And the other thing is, when it hears something, it feels like it may be an order, and it feels like it hasn't been able to complete many other orders, so it now doesn't see that it's an expression of a condition that's readily available, it sees like something that's gonna prove it's wrong or, or it's a failure again. So it has a cognitive dissonance. When good news is spread, it takes a lot of it as bad news. Yeah, these are, these are, meant, these are principles of the mental activity. They're good to know because you'll, if you see the principle, you'll, you'll see a lot of the pop-ups that which are from the principle. They seem like they're unique little, uh, forecast, but they're the principle expressing itself. Yes. Yeah. Just like the idea of 
you're sitting there and you're getting worried about uh, how someone else is feeling about you, but it's really you feeling about them. And it's just a projection and it goes on and on. So projection is a huge thing, obviously. Some people say they should start teaching that in school. It'd probably be good. But it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, a whole lot of shit goes on hiding what's going on. And if you can get to the exact nature of what's going on, there's a whole lot of uh, possibility there. Then while you're fat, you know, fighting the waves on the surface. Yes. Yes. So it's sort of like you're in a house and you've got a huge mortgage and shit like that. Or you see the blueprint of that house before you move and then you say nay there. So you never even the house never gets built and then having wanting to get out of it every day. Yes. You just see it. So this is, these are principles just like the principles of recovery, but in the, it, it's the recovery of the mental activity, how, or yeah, or the blocking of discovery of the mental activity. So yeah, you just hit on two of them, which are, they keep repeating over and over again. Yeah. And if you see them, and you're in pro in this recovery program, you can bring the seeing of them to step six and seven and get that changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could change a whole sentence if you just moved a few words and put them in different places. You could read like, you know, in England, uh, what is it? Aluminum is present is said differently. Aluminium or something. Yeah. It's the same letters. Yes. But the emphasis changes the whole meaning. This is sort of what happens with when we change and they're talking about you're going to have a whole new attitude. So you're going to see the same shit you always saw, but the emphasis is going to be different. Yeah, that's beautiful. And this is how you can tell the tree by the fruit. So the fruit will be in the, the new directed emphasis, and then it'll give you, give you a sense of the tree you're sitting under. Yeah. And then conversely, you can apply the same thing to the old tree that was bearing bad fruit, you'll see exactly how that was going on. Not for knowledge, but for verifying relief from it, yeah? You know what I mean? I don't wanna be a professor of holes, yet keep falling into holes. It doesn't make sense to me, yeah? Yeah, if all the, all the information we need to, about being in holes, we've already fulfilled. We've been in holes a lot. There's no more need to go down the hole anymore. The thing is now to uh, have knowledge about the hole so we stay out of it, yeah? And enjoy the relief. To me, that's knowledge. Not self-knowledge, which avails of nothing, but knowledge of self, which avails us a lot, I think. Yeah. So the emphasis shifts. That's the beauty of it, yeah? The emphasis, if you put emphasis, like even in certain, like, uh, you know, Italian, a lot of times when Amelia is trying to teach me an Italian word, I put the emphasis like from the New York version. <laughs> New York. And so, no, it's on the R or something, but I'm like, no. So, and, you know, when you have a thick, a, a certain accent, you do that all the time. You emphasize like, you know, sharks sharks don't swim in schools you know what i mean it's sort of like you order drink water water you know this is so 
that's sort of like the view is the accident, so to speak. The head puts the same accent on a lot of shit. It doesn't have an infinite amount of accents. You can see, hear it a few times, and you'll recognize it over and over again. So you'll see what used to defeat you before it defeats you. Yeah. And that's the only real point. If you have knowledge of what it that it has defeated you and all the defeats after the defeat, that knowledge isn't really serving you, is it? After a while, you know? I'm tired of hearing people know why they're fucked when they're still fucked. You know, that's like a lot of people call me. I'm totally fucked and they know it inside and out, but they just don't see something else. You know, I don't want to hear it that much anymore. <laughs> that's knowledge is not availing them any. Have you ever worked with people who there's a they go out and then they come back in and then they have a lot of knowledge why they think they went out but that's part of the problem you see i don't i when they i tell them i don't want to hear you talk to me about alcoholism i don't <laughs> because that knowledge ain't working you still you keep going out yeah so just shut up go to meetings and fucking get a service commitment <laughs> I know why I went out. Well, has it served you? You knew why you went out a year ago. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, knowing why you go out, if it doesn't stop you from going out, doesn't have much value. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes part of the problem, literally, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Kaiser. That was very astute observation. Thank God it wasn't you. So don't uh, keep that head deflated, bro. <laughs> or life will have to do it for you. You don't want life to do it. Yeah. Because it may take a lot more air out of it than you want. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh... Carrie? Uh, someone had their hand up. Who had their hand up? I saw the hand and now it's down. Giselle had her hand oh, up. Thank you, Mickey. Go ahead, Giselle. You still want to talk? All right, I will. I was going to skip it, but um, hey, I'm an alcoholic. My name is Giselle. Um, thanks, Paul. And I'm glad you had a good trip. Um, missed you last week. <laughs> um, you know, and, and last week and the week before, you know, a lot of things were coming to uh, a head um, emotionally for me um, all over some stuff that happened um, in the form of sexual abuse when I was 10 years old involving family. And um, I guess I never had the, the, the good enough self-esteem to really deal with it, to think that it really mattered you know in the scheme of things well it went from a mountain to i mean from a mohill to a mountain <laughs> and um you know physically and mentally i was a wreck um and and there were some amends that that maybe needed to be made but you know i was figuring all that stuff out in my head i've got two sponsors i've got one in Al-Anon and i've got one in aa and I was talking to one about it, but, you know, very briefly. And the other one, I really wasn't talking to about it. 
you know, so I wasn't getting any guidance. And, um, you know, this time around, you know, I, I had a, I had a, a very bad bottom as, as a lot of us have when we, you know, come back and come all in finally. And that was three and a half years ago, but I had another huge bottom and, um, you know, emotionally, physically, I was a wreck, but I didn't think that I wouldn't believe that spiritually I was a wreck. Um, I was still praying and meditating and doing all the action in, in that period of time. Now I wasn't seeking guidance. Um, but you know, I really <laughs> believe looking back that the self was playing God. And I've heard you talk about that. Um, long story short, I've gotten to the other side of it, but you know, I've come down a couple of notches, uh, you know, on my um, pride level. Um, I'm, I'm more humble than I was last week, that's for sure. Um, I saw how my behavior had gone sideways. I was bitch slapping in a group text to family members and, uh, you know, all, all the all the crap that we do, that I do, um, that that self does. I was driven. I was driven. I know that. But I didn't see it until yesterday. And... You know, it's been a, a a real big spiritual awakening for me. But you know, I I I, I would really like to know um, more about. You know, I mean, the the parasite was insidious. I'd like to know more about how I can get a better heads up on the fact that it is in full force, <laughs> you know, before it all happens and before I, I mean, you know, I've accepted the fact that I can make mistakes and learn from them and I'm never going to be perfect. And, and even though I did beat myself up a number of times, I didn't do it as much as I used to, but, um, I hope you know where I, I'm going and where I went and, well, I perhaps, feel like I know a little. Perhaps can give me some guidance. Well, first of all, if you went through that in a few days, uh, some people never get to it in 20 years. So I would say that's progress, tell you the truth. Progress may not look like it's easier and softer for you, but it's it has a point, yeah? And a lot of people... I notice, you know, in even our society, people take pills before they feel things. But sometimes there's a feeling and there's necessary a process to get to somewhere else. And it's nice, it's nice. And some of the times you need to be awake going through the process. You can't be out to lunch or it's sort of the process goes under and then stays very influential from the shadows. So it's nice as this shit happened in a way so that it can be reconfigured. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you're arthritically bent one way, like when I got run over, I mean, I was laid up in one position for months and it was very painful when people who I fell in love with, physical therapists tried to get mobility back. Yeah, it wasn't, it hurt like hell 
to have my knees move because they were in a traction for like 38 days. So it was very, but I fell in love with every one of those physical therapists because my mobility was brought back by them working on me and not listening to my protestations and my screaming. Yeah. Because they knew what the goal was and they knew they couldn't stop when I wanted to stop or I would have never, I would have stayed that way. I would have lost mobility. So this is what life does, you know, we've been, we have certain arthritic positions that are in our emotional body or whatever, and they need to get therapized physically. You got to have things have to move so that the blood can circulate or the lymph nodes can move and shit. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I really fell in love with two of these physical therapists. They had to come almost every day. And my, I was lucky, I was 28 years old, but still, I, my body was frozen in positions because I hadn't moved in months, you know, literally. And to have the ankles and the knees and the fucking, and my shoulder was broken. They didn't know that until too late. So it was painful man when they were moving it but each day they had a little more uh you know i can move it a little farther and it was i am so happy because it brought it brought great benefit ever since so and the benefit i'm enjoying now the memories of the pain is long gone so to me it was a damn good deal so you're going through emotional shit because it's time to go through it yeah yeah and there's always a purpose under the hype i truly believe truly i didn't believe this before but i truly believe under the effect of the higher power everything has value everything and uh so not and it's not just located in you in you in how you're going to be able to share with others and shit you don't know the multi-purpose use that the higher power can see for us. Yeah. You may see only one, how it's going to benefit me. And, but it has a much larger view. So yeah, sit down, share it. Uh, the head will do try to make it what it does. You know, just know that uh, you have the uninvited uh, companion with you and just sort of keep it in the back seat. Yeah, I've been through stuff like this a lot, but I had it on the physical level, as I can illustrate now. But of course, a lot of things. Yes. And uh, the avoidance of that operation really uh, prevented uh, a health that didn't have to be so far in the future, really. So you're on the operating table. If you've been happy so far, why do you think this 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 operation is different. It isn't. It's all for the better good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. but I would just like to, you know, more quickly see the self. It's not you, honey. You see, you see when you see it. It has okay. value. Don't worry. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Let's say you see something too fast and everything else that's uh is slow has to won't be able to catch up yeah you're not moving one piece of furniture you're moving a lot of things 
Yeah. So the head yeah. of course wants it to be faster or travel. Yeah, I'm intellectualizing not, again. I'm intellectualizing. <laughs> it's just the selfing, you know, just recognize it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. oh I I do. I, I a lot of people oh, are yeah. get things. A lot of people get things too fast, and they have fucking psychic breakdowns. People wish for like Kundalini events, and they're not ready to have a Kundalini event. Yeah, and they're. But in I gotta thank hospital. you. Hmm? I I gotta thank you because had it not been for these teachings. Um, because I was bucking my sponsors and I was fighting them and I fired one of them and rehired one of them back, <laughs> you know, you know, if it had not been for, for these teachings, I don't think I would have been able to, um, I guess the word is surrender as easily as I did. Well, because that's why I could, you heard it then. That's the why? point. That's yeah. why you heard something used this platform yeah. to produce yeah. an effect yes yeah. it's not it anything in this platform the, yeah. the great director has used this platform to produce an effect that's what it yeah. does yeah, yeah. Uh, because i i'm a fighter and i was i i well i was extremely defiant in everything and um i would have been you here weren't. too it was defiance what? and fighting but you weren't yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. But, you know, I didn't go primal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. That's that's uh, facing life successfully. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Everything. Uh, you know, we see things in a. Through a dualistic lens, so it's either one or the other, it can be both. And there's can be value extracted from both ends, not only from what you think is good. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So, so it's funny. It's like the people that always are eating it, the, uh, let's say a, a fruit for the juice inside. And then they hear a new, uh, a new article that you got to eat the skin. That's where the real healing agents are. You know what I mean? So this is how the this duality goes. But yeah, there's value in everything, I feel. Failed systems, what's their value? They failed, yeah? Saviors never saving you, what was their value? You're not needed, you don't need to be saved, yeah? This, we arrive at certain conclusions, we wouldn't arrive at it unless a lot of things failed us. Yeah, and those conclusions are fucking quite important. So the failing had a great value. Yeah. I I thought it was abusive to get run over twice, but the the getting run over had great value. I mean it I, it brought me into uh you know, I have an illustrated 400 page book about powerlessness on a physical level. <laughs> I mean, that's all I, that was the state I was in for 10 months straight at, you know, mostly horizontal. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, sometimes, you know, we're more hard headed about certain things than others. So we got to get whacked in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
don't you feel it? Don't you feel something greater than you? Uh, I have, you know, the most defining bookmark is getting struck sober, but I've had tons of other notations about something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. <laughs> you know, so I'm a real believer in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? No, I did. Yeah. I went 360 Next. on the whole thing after a lot of prayer and emotional um, cry out to to God. And I, I, you know, I don't think that was the uh, I think that was really the true me that was crying out. Well, you've got an answer. So there you go. I mean, I found forgiveness. I found I mean, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm in a good I'm in a real good place today. I just thought I would bring it up because, and then I lowered my hand because I'm in such a good place, but I thought I would bring it up because, you know, I, I, I respect your insight greatly. And, uh, and I am well aware today that I do not have all the answers. <laughs> yes. Well, all of us, yeah. That's the answer, really is that you don't have the answers. That's right. A, yeah. Thank you. And you get, yeah, yeah. It's great to hear from you. And again, the, the voiceover is, why didn't I get this or whatever, bite less? It's just, that's all, that's like how I used to see the head. It was like, there was an, a, a sports announcer called Howard Cassell. And so you get a football game and yeah. how, Sell had a bias already. He liked one team or the other. And his narration of the game while you were seeing it was completely different than what you were seeing in the game. Right. <laughs> now, I remember so that. Basically, it, his narration could be entertainment because it obviously wasn't a factual observation of the mm -hmm. game. And right. so I didn't right. have to stop listening to him. I just stopped listening to him seriously. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. This you is know, with the Paul Hedeman of the narration. Yeah. yeah, I did. I didn't go into what the voice was telling me, you know, briefly um, as much as as I would have in the past, because it was yeah, telling so me that that I'm lost, I'm broken, I'll never get this. What you know? Yeah, And you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter if you're lost and you never get it. It doesn't change the fact of what you are. So even no, I don't have to get it anymore because of what the things you've taught me. Is empty. Yeah. I mean, I like what you're teaching. I oh, do. Cool. I keep, love it. Keep coming back. I will. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll Thanks, have some, uh, we'll have some, uh, uh, a nice pasta in Italy. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so next up, we got James Lebowski. James oh, Lebowski, come on in. Hey. hey. <laughs> Thanks, for Thanks for calling on me. Um, well, you know, um, I just, I knew you were back, so I just wanted to come on, and I'm really glad you're back. Um, and I guess you had a great time over there. I'd love to have the uh, cheddar sometime to go over there to Italy with you guys and have a whole different experience. But I will say this, um, <clears throat> and I, I'll say this anytime I have anything to say about Paul. Um, 
I was really struggling when I got sober. And I encountered Paul's stuff about five years, maybe before the pandemic or longer maybe, but um, it really helped me um, just with this understanding <clears throat> to deal with, um, I'm getting all proclaimed <laughs> or verklempt, um, just to deal with this whole idea of self, because I was one of those people that carried that heavy guilt and shame, you know, I made um, sobriety a heavy deal. And um, I started to listen to, um, you know, I hear some people say this about Eckhart Tolle, but I just, like, it didn't matter what room I had in the house. I had Paul's voice <laughs> going from some damn computer or phone or something um, from one of his talks. And um, before I ever had a chance to meet Paul live, he became a, a dear friend of everyone, my, my children, everyone in the house that had to deal with um, traveling with me began to travel lighter. And it's a message that, that transcends um, recovery and really gets to the core cause and condition of just why the hell we make such a heavy deal out of life, you know, it's because of this activity we've got going on. And it's not as easy, um, it, it, you know, it's not as easy, people say, uh, um, you know, let go, when, now, okay. <laughs> uh, but I've had to do that about 20,000 times a day sometimes because um, I keep, something keeps grabbing that, that idea of self back. And so to be able to come here, listen to other people grapple with this stuff, go through the whole process over again and over again um, to let go of that, uh, that parasite and, um, you know, get get some um, experience in life with what I really am all about, you know, and, and, and what I was made to be is just such a gift. So anyway, thanks for um, yanking me out of my um, trying to figure out how to make this uh, plug in work. <laughs> Talk about a, a, a dual a duality experience. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is, uh, the other thing, too, is. Um, you know, um, I, I really, uh, I, I've made all the mistakes I get to hear people talk about making. You know, I, I've, I've tried to um, use non-duality on, um, on getting dumped by my girlfriend. You know, that kind of, <laughs> yes. that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll, I'll shut up and listen to Paul. But I'm just saying I've had um, a huge experience with Paul's message in my life. And I don't know what, what what the arc of it would be otherwise. Um, so thank you so much, Paul. Well, vice versa, James. I'm very happy I've met you. And uh, this is an us event and you are a part of the big us. So yeah, yep. I really do, I appreciate you a lot. And I like that you changed your name to Lebowski because I like, uh, obviously, I like the dude. <laughs> <laughs> with the 63 cent check <laughs> bouncing whatever <laughs> yeah genius so yep all right thank you bro yeah thank you and i you know for the life of me i'm always hoping i'll be with for you just as you are for me yeah yeah we're in this thing together so to speak yep yeah all right thank you and uh anyone else scary or we're going to say goodbye or something. I'm not sure. Anybody want 
share something or a question, comment. I think everyone is just soaking it in today, Paul. All right. Well, then we can say goodbye. Eh? So we got John in Florida. I'm very, I'm not very happy to see everyone here, actually. But <laughs> I used to be that guy. So yeah. just know. <laughs> John. <laughs> we got Kerry. Yeah, there he is. Thank you, Kerry. Back from Greece. Yeah, yeah. I just got back last night. I was in San Francisco. I thought about coming over, but I didn't have much time. Oh, good. We got back late. We got back at seven o'clock. That's nice. Yeah, I did. seven thirty. Got the bags. Yeah. Good to see you, bro. Happy you're home and thank you. It was good. It was good. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Nikki, Matriarch Madera. We got uh, the two characters from Minneapolis, I like the guys in Fargo. <laughs> oh, I watched Fargo. I watched Fargo on the plane from. Uh, me and the other guy. Quickly, I just gotta say this, Paul. Don't go so near I'm those. Coming. One of those. Uh, <laughs> Quick comment, Paul. I'm coming from London to San Francisco, and I watched Fargo. Uh, it was a. Oh man, I saw it once, but I mean, it that that movie's brutal. Yeah, it's great though. Great writing, yeah. Well, there they are, Greg. And I, I'm happy the other guy, he's, well, I forgot the name. I know he's happy though. Brian. Oh, Brian, yeah, very good. Yeah, doing much yeah. better. We're, we're doing some of the things you're asking us to do. Oh, great, okay. nothing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, smack, smack. That's good. <laughs> Kathy in Cleveland. They could make a Fargo of, about Cleveland also, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm sure about that. <laughs> uh, uh, we got Matthew, I think. T. Mia. Mia, there she is. She's, she's somewhere. I don't know where she is. I had some of the uh, homemade uh, Bisconi, whatever it's called, today. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Sally. As always, Sally Yu from the UK. Rich here, right? Rich now. <laughs> rich here, rich now. Yeah. I like that. Lee B. Nice to see you, Lee. Kaiser. Yep. Very, uh, yes. Kaiser was getting profound on us today. You got to be careful. Uh, Joseph C. in France. Nice to see you, Joseph. Jeff P, Southern Cal, probably riding the, uh, I like that you can ride all the way from uh, Redondo Beach pretty much to Al Malibu, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Bill Churchman, there he is. I had the pleasure to see Bill. Bill looked like he, he had somehow acquired or had made the longest tanning booth because he had an incredible tan and he's about seven feet tall. It's, 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 all it's all natural Delaware homegrown tan, Paul. <laughs> I saw it. I said, how did they, someone had to build that thing. <laughs> I saw Kathleen and Bill and Esther. I'm still eating the honey Esther gave me. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, it was nice in Doylestown. I saw a lot of people I like to see. It was very good. But the rain was insane. And then the lady ran over the cement thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Jay A from Toronto. Jay, I think, has some music. He uh, he makes sort of trance music and stuff. I think we have a little on our site, but you can go ask Jay and check it out. He's got a nice... Uh, a nice channel or whatever they would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Giselle, thank you for your share, Giselle. And uh, yeah. Oliver Berlin, Miranda. There she is. Nice to see Miranda. Yeah. Farina. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy Farina is, it's like a, uh, Season one and two, and then Farina disappeared, and now in season four of Zen Bitch Slap, she's here back again. Wow, that's funny. That's pretty cool. Nanette, we're all the better for it. Nanette with the light. Yes, I met. I saw Nanette in Doylestown too. Doylestown was like a a, a boiling pot of spiritual freedom, eh? On whatever that day was, Monday. Yeah, that was pretty good. Jess Lockhart. I'm going to have to upload that to YouTube. I'm going to try to do it the next few days. Jess in Ireland. There she is. Eligio, King Baby. He's back. Yes. Uh, we got Cassandra. I try to have a hard way of saying that. Crispy in Mammoth Lakes. Mammoth Lakes. Michael S. Kimia, I think we got. I hope I said that correctly. Marcus, nice to see Marcus again. Oh, with his lovely son, I think. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, there's Esther. She's back. Yes, I just somehow had some of that lovely honey you gave me, Esther. Appreciate it. Elysio King, baby, miss your face. Well, wow, that's good. Hmm. Uh... I think that's it. Hey, listen, thank you. We're back today at uh, 4.30 Pacific time. And then uh, the schedule uh, is back in, in order. And then Saturday for anyone, the live meeting is going to be at our house Saturday. And the Zoom will be 1 p.m. Yeah. And uh, I'll talk to you. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Carrie and everyone. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul.